This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Mm-hmm. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area. We call this little show Cover to Cover. We do it every Saturday. Today is specifically August the 28th, and my name is Matt Bone. It's THN Cover to Cover because branding is important, and you'd think Matt Bone would know that being branding uh, adjacent to the marketing field. You're right. You're right. And I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick, and here's how it works. Look at all these people spring into life in the Zoom. I love it. I know. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on Facebook and Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and, of course, the question of the week. Live with our listeners. That's right. We do it live. It's a live show, and we need you to play Oh, along. and also my sister. Oh, please. Suddenly. And we need you to play along with a feather. live. So jump into our Zoom. We've got the uh, info right there in our live stream on the Faces book. If you click on the notes, you can see all the stories we're following. You can see the question of the week and you can see our Zoom link so you can come play along with us. Okay? You gotta be nice. That's all we ask. All right? You can also click our Facebook call now button. It dials a phone number. That phone number is 402-819-4894 if you would like to call in on the THN hotline. You can talk to us there. If we don't answer, leave us a message and we will play it on the show and we will talk about you we may make fun of what you were saying, but that's just how it goes here. If you can't call in live, you can feel free to leave a message there at any time, or you can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com before we open these phone lines for the internet's only comic-adjacent nerd talk show. Joe Patrick, I need you to reset the question of the week. No, that's not what we do. What do we do before the question of the week? Oh, you're right. we got to do no. News. Sorry about that. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> we have a new trailer for. Pardon me. We have the first trailer. Yeah, ain't no new for trailer. Spider-Man No Way Home, or as we like to call it, Ain't No Way Home No Mo. Okay, so let me ask real quick. I didn't see the one that leaked. The leaked trailer. Did that turn out to be bullshit, or was it this one? No, it was real. Okay, it was this. It was one. just like it was a it was a pre effects version. So oh god, gotcha. uh, there was a lot of stuff that was just like placeholder, you know, CAD graphics. Everybody and I so, saw that was like, oh shit, the leaked Spider Man trailer was here. And then you click on it, and it was like a Spider Man like twerking or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah yeah no that was um this that is, was uh, that's it huh all right that was a fun joke no no yeah no it was real and so like the very next day. Marvel is like okay well here it is I guess and uh, yeah it's uh, they are doing what appears to be we'll save it we'll talk about it with everybody we'll talk about okay, it with everybody fine. it's too good All right, fine, it's too fine, good fine. Uh, we've got uh, another story about the pandemic ri- raising up its ugly head and hitting the comic book industry uh, I thought that shit was done with, but no, you guys couldn't wear masks well, and get the, vaccinated. The good news so is, here we though, are. the comic book industry is taking a whole bunch of horse dewormer, and they're feeling much better. So, I mean, like, if yeah, you right. Yes, the yes. vaccine. Uh, go sheep, your, I thought it was sheep medication. But oh, yeah. no, it's cow and horse dewormer. I've remembered. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's what it's called. I, I, I thought it was very <laughs> ironic that all these people that are accusing others of being sheep are taking sheep medication. Hey, oh. So yeah, DC has reported that uh, 28-ish comics 
uh, are being delayed due to supply chain issues because of COVID-19. Um, that mean there ain't global no supply chain issues. Uh, I don't ink? know what the, uh, let's see. I'm trying to are see we short here. of batarangs or something. Like, I don't know. What's the deal. Uh, it has something to do. Uh, there's something here about port closures, international and oh. domestic freight delays, workforce oh. shortages, and a severely allocated paper supply. Hey. Uh, so yeah, guess what? Digito. Here we go. Digito. I mean, yeah, digito, but it's all digito. Uh, it's that's a brutal bummer. Yeah. Um, and then finally the big news, Batman's new creative team has been revealed following the departure of James Tinian, the four, uh, and Javier uh, is Javier Rodriguez. No, it's, um, who is the artist? Jorge Rodriguez. Jorge, Jorge Molina. No, Jorge Molina is the new artist. Who's the current artist? Oh, the current artist. Uh, you know what? I don't, I, don't I think it's Jorge Ramirez or something like that. I, I, I'm sorry. Good. I forget. Yeah. Wow. You just anyway, stop while you're ahead. Good Lord, man. I know. I, look, <laughs> Javier Rodriguez is the guy drawn defenders. I there's just, there's so many names. Uh, but yeah, the new Batman creative team is, uh, Joshua Williamson, uh, who Newsarama refers to as DC's de facto head writer, <laughs> which is kind of a really shitty thing to say. Well, he is writing everything. I mean, it feels like a very like backhanded uh, way to put that. I, I get it, but he is writing everything everything <laughs> it's true it's true um the the oncoming artist is uh as matt said jorge molina who i love very very much very uh good. and making a return in a big way is the yellow oval which i love mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like a trade-off though because they they're bringing back the yellow oval and they ditched the trunks again yeah i didn't realize how much i missed the yellow oval though i saw it and i know and like i didn't even get it until like i looked at it for a minute and was like oh shit look at that <laughs> it's back yeah right exactly yeah <laughs> I, I, like it, it's just it has that it adds that visual punch to that yeah. costume that i just really love um and he he explained why at one point in the con- i can't remember who wrote yeah, the story no, the, it's from years ago yeah, it's a, yeah like, it's a vi- it's a visual it's a visual target yep. uh so that bad guys will shoot at the oval uh, because that's the part of the costume where he's got like super thick body armor. There you go. Um, now, hopefully, they'll but, get rid uh, of it real soon so they can he can like get take the guns that his parents were killed with and break them up into pieces and make a bad uh, chest. I mean, with look, them. don't remind me of that shit. Yeah. I, I'm still holding out hopes for that movie, <laughs> and I really don't want it to be some edge lord bullshit. Man, I'm about fucking worried. <laughs> he turned the, the he turned the guns he turned the gun that killed his parents into the symbol of his crime fighting crusade. They're not doing themselves any favors. Every time I see like a still of, like. Robert Pattinson or something. He looks like he's been crying, and they're he's, like, "His mascara is running." Yeah, right. Will be the most emotional Batman yet. And I'm like, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never was hoping like Batman would like chill out and and feel something. You're like, no, he's fucking Batman. He's crazy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know what? I'm behind on Detective Comics, but apparently the Yellow Oval has popped back up recently in Detective Comics. I yes, did not know that it has. Um, so they will debut uh, with issue 119 and a brand new villain called Abyss uh, will also be coming with them. Me, uh, I like, pose, you know what? I, let me pose a question for the listeners here. And it's, it's, I think it's, it's valid in the sense that like, I don't know anybody who has a better known collection of villains than Batman, right? He probably yeah. has the best rogues gallery there is. How do you, uh, other than Spider-Man, I suppose. Yeah. I would say better than Spider-Man, but how no. do you feel 
when they invent a new bat villain? How does it make you feel? And what was the last bat villain that new bat villain that came out that you went, yeah, that one rules. They're going to be around for a while. How does it make you guys feel? It's I'm been a curious. while. It's been a long while. And this actually came up on Twitter. Uh, I feel like it was a, it was a question about Spider-Man or, uh, and they were comparing it to Batman because they have, you know, in terms of quality and size of their rogues gallery, they're yeah. pretty comparable. And I would argue new Spider-Man and, villains is the same problem. I don't remember last time they were like, oh, there's a new Spidey villain. And I'm heavy into it. The bug guy. Yeah. Ah. People were making jokes about Kindred. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, people were saying like Grant Morrison may have been the last one to really like add some kind of lasting. Yeah. Oh, no, I guess Court of Owls, uh, you know, Court of Owls with Scott Snyder. You've got uh, uh, Professor Pig with Grant Morrison, yeah. uh, who is somebody that keeps coming back. You got Punchline like, with James Tinian. Yes, but you mean time will tell on Punchline. Yeah, I'm, we'll I'm, see. But just in terms of like lasting impact, new one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I the problem I think with Batman, at least for me, is that like every every new storyline, it's like and a brand new character, right? And now this issue of Batman is also going to be impossible to find because right. of speculators. Which I am not a speculator. I don't care. But now, it's just like come on. But quite dumb, honestly, they are impossible to find for what two, three months, you know, and it's like, they're paying $90 for the one panel appearance of, you know, El Gordo, the new whatever. El like, Gordo. he's a fat, bad villain that kills people, you know, like, whatever. It, it, and then a, two it, months it's later. It's El Guapo Gordo. Right. Or El Gordo Guapo. The good-looking the, the, fat the, guy. Yeah. The fat, the, the fat handsome. Uh, and then three months later, the fat handsome is selling for, you know, cover. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Guapo, uh, Guapo Gordo was my nickname. By the way, that's um, trademark THN right there. Yeah, oh, TM, TM, TM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we said it. We said it in. We said it in a public forum uh, that can be timed and dated. Mm -hmm. uh, it's legally binding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Joshua Williamson. Let's talk about Joshua Williamson. Jorge Molina is great, so that's awesome. Yeah. But, so uh, Joshua Williamson is a writer whose work I generally I, I generally enjoy. Um, his flash had some real lulls for me, yeah. but I've been enjoying Robin. I've been enjoying infinite frontier a lot. Yes. Um, I would argue he's doing his best work now that he's off flash, but he's also got, you know, he's got this new dust joke book coming up. He's got justice league incarnate coming up, which is replacing, uh, infinite frontier, but still, um, he's got, uh, he's doing guest work on other books. Yeah. And he's, I just he's like pulling a move we refer to as Colin Bunning. He's Cullen, he's Cullen Bunning it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the Bunning. It's like what happens to Highlanders when they yeah. do too much. The Bunning. So I don't know. I, I just feel I, DC has this, and we've talked about this, right? For DC and Marvel. They have this tendency to just like throw work at the guys that they know that they have that they can count on. And I'm saying like, yeah, it's Batman. You can't just put some nobody on it. Well, sure. But... Now, also, do we've they got other we've got other though? creators out there. Do they have a tendency to do that, or is this them kind of placeholding in the meantime while they had some creators leave and they didn't know what to do and they need to keep stuff keep stuff going? And Joshua Williamson was like, "I'll do it all. I'll do everything." Well, you know? I don't know, and you know what? I, I like I don't want to take away uh, I don't want to take anything away from Joshua Williamson getting this sweet gig. It is a great gig, and he deserves yeah. the shot, and he's but so excited. Uh, there's also, there's nothing in here about whether or not it's like a temporary, you know, he's on the book for just an arc. Sure. We said the same um, thing about James Tinian when he took it over. We were yeah. like, eh, I so, don't know. We'll see. And he was there for three years. 
Yeah, you know, a long time. Two and a half uh, years. And so, you know, I like good uh, congratulations, Joshua Williamson. I, I, again, I, I, I know that we hemmed and hot and stuff, but I, I have, I'm a fan. Nothing against his work, and he definitely deserved the shot. I just wish I knew. I, I wish it felt more like DC has yeah. like some sort of plan to I agree. beef up their creative I agree. roster. I think this is more of a plan for Joshua Williamson to increase his fame just a couple more notches so he can make some money on his sub stack. So there you go. You know, <laughs> Frank Cirillo says bunning sounds like a euphemism <laughs> for being pregnant. All right. <laughs> He's let's, not wrong. Let's reset this question of the week and get these jerks in here to talk with us. We want to talk about new Batman, Joshua Williamson, Batman villains, new batman villains specifically how do you feel about them do they work <laughs> my the spider-man my trailer come on the internet's amy patrick is here y'all oh, be boy. nice oh boy and so is casey bomb and uh we i know that your sister just showed up but we do want to talk about joe's hemorrhoids he brought them up earlier how they been bothered yeah him. look that's one thing you need to learn if you're gonna listen to this podcast is that we get real personal yeah, yeah. real fast that's just how we do it personal reset this goddamn question of the week yes sir I finally came up with a way to word it <laughs> that that makes it makes it makes sense in my brain. Okay. Uh, this week's question comes courtesy of Tony Mathers. What publisher, developer, property, or IP? And if you want to get like, if you want to get real specific and talk specifically about like a character, you know, or like the Avengers, you know, that sort of thing, that's fine. Uh, which one of those things has the There's best? Still an IP. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I, what, what I mean by IP, I don't just mean right. like Marvel Comics. I mean like you can get specific, you sure. know, and talk about sure. your how the Legion of Superheroes has done you dirty or yeah. whatever. Uh, which one of those has the best relationship? with its fans and which has the worst so tony's example i've got a good is, example like the gop for example who like all right actively killing people that vote for them you know okay, <laughs> like that yeah. is right. super rude to your fan okay. base. <laughs> uh tony's example uh, for best is uh microsoft and xbox and their free game program uh it's like literally hundreds of dollars a, a year in free games also you can go online and download every digital game you've ever purchased through the for the whole history of the xbox and yeah. it's there for you um his worst example is disney upon buying lucasfilm and star wars suddenly deciding that decades worth of expanded star wars uh universe continuity suddenly does not matter now hold on because George Lucas That's did his that first. Opinion. George it's Lucas his opinion. did that first with the prequels. He wiped no. a bunch of shit clean. He that might be, but he also... Did. Remember he told he, Dark Horse? None of your comics count. Sorry. No, Part he didn't tell you. Dark Horse that none of your he comics count. absolutely did. And there's no, articles that writers wrote about how they were almost suicidal after some of their work was just wiped. <sighs> this is... Okay? This sounds like this sounds like you making a claim with no actual... not uh, making a claim. Uh, that research happened. Like when you tried to tell me that Johnny's Italian Steakhouse wasn't a chain a chain restaurant because they only have two locations in Omaha. It's garbage. So, you know. <laughs> that wasn't what you said, though. <laughs> All right. We're opening the damn phone lines. JD, get in here. It's a goddamn mess. Joe's being a jerk. God, I'm being a jerk. <laughs> what do you want to rap about today, buddy? Uh, start off with that. Uh, that ain't no way home. No more trailer. Ain't no way home. No more. Yes, it was yeah. a thing. Let me ask you. It was. Do you feel like they're rubbing it in our face? Like this is there's obviously something going on and they're rubbing it in our face. Like what? Well, I got a couple. I, I have complicated feelings about this trailer. Rubbing so. what in our face? The weird no. Doctor Strange thing. Come 
Come on. First, first of all, okay, so there's a couple things. One is the the thing that keeps resonating in my head that I have to keep reminding myself is when it comes to trailers, Marvel lies. Yes. They do. Lot. Yes. And so now I'm now I'm like running the numbers in my head. How much of that trailer is actually real? How much of it is it of it is even going to show up in the movie? I don't disagree because I think I, 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 the one that I think the the one bit that I think has the highest percentage of not making it is the Goblin Bomb. Yeah, I don't disagree. I I don't I, that's just, that I, don't, I don't disagree. Don't but I also think the Doctor Strange thing. He's got weird hair. He's acting weird. He's His hair is not weird. His hair is winking. Same. And I will smiling. say that he's a little bit. He is a little off. His hair is not the same. And I'm not his the only one that pointed same. this out. There's something oh my going God, on here. There. We go. A guy and can't change his haircut. He's either a variant. He's the Scarlet Witch. Or he's a scroll. <laughs> I think yeah, let's and just scrolls don't have say, Let's just magic, get it out so. of the way now. He's Mephisto. All right, moving on. He's not Mephisto. Yeah, no, I don't think he's Mephisto. Hundred percent not Mephisto. I, I don't know. He, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, my other thought about the trailer is much as I thought it was awesome, and I and I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for more Doctor Strange. I love totally Doctor Strange and Spidey's uh, chemistry in the MS, MCU. Um, I just worry how much of a Spider-Man movie is this going to be? Yeah, sure. Uh, how much Spider-Man are we going to get? Are we going to, I mean, cause I remember the, my favorite, well, we're going to get three times the Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, But my, my favorite <laughs> part of, of uh, far from home was the end credits before the, before the J Jonah Jameson reveal, when he was swinging MJ through the city, you know, it's like, right. I, I, we haven't really gotten. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, swinging through the city, beating up, you know, Sandman. No, we haven't. Or, we haven't had a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. We just exactly. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, we had the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in the first movie. That's what the whole first movie was about. I mean, I suppose, but he was well, developing trying it. to branch out like, from his friendly he, neighborhood. He wasn't there yet. You know, like he was learning and becoming and whatnot. I'd like to see well, yeah, him I mean, be Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. And we haven't had one, you know, we haven't had a Spider-Man, you know, that swings across the top of the Daily Bugle and, right. you know, and, 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 you know, is chasing down, you know, police band crime and stuff like that. I mean, and I just feel like, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to go looking for problems, but you know, that's, I would, I start off watching the trailer being super excited. And then I just, the more I sat with it, I kind of got hollow. I was like, I really want to see Pete just web swinging. So now my best hope for what they're doing with the Spider-Man and the multiverse and, and all of that. And considering Tom Holland isn't contracted much more is a, it's a long shot hope, but I just hope we're on our way to a live action mile. So here's the, here's, well, yeah, I mean, I, you might not be wrong, but here's the other part of that. That could be scary. They wrapped up this film and everybody was like, Oh, it was such a teary eyed goodbye. And, duh, duh, duh. and, and it was like, why is it so teary eyed? Just cause you guys like each other so much. And what's her head was like, no, I'm never doing this again. I'm like, that's it. We're done. And they were like, don't say that. And she's like, I mean, I'm sad that my friends are going away. Uh, <laughs> like, Wait, who? is this uh what's her head? Mary Who's Jane. That? Uh, I can't say oh, yeah. Zendaya. Zendaya. Wait, that actually happened or you're speculating that actually happened. She said like, I'm just so upset. I'm never going to be able to do this again and whatever. And they're like, why do you say that? that and she's like never mind that's not what i meant <laughs> and backpaddled so uh, and also this is the last tom holland they have him contracted for sony has yeah. been threatening to take spider-man back in house so he's been threatening to buy sony disney's been threatening right. to buy sony I, yeah. look i don't i do not put any 
any stock in anything about Sony wanting to take Spider-Man back. There's no reason for them to do that. I know. Uh, look, hey, you know what There's would be none, a perfect none. way there to do no it, There is no upside. You know what would be a perfect way to do that? Wrap all this up with Spidey getting dropped in the Sony-verse. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Sony, yeah. 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 Multiversal wall. And we never see Tom Holland again. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but Look, and I'm, not, I'm not saying Tom Holland. I'm not saying Tom Holland should be Spider-Man forever. You know, it, nobody's lasted more than three movies, but um, he's also s- still very young. Like there's no reason. There's no reason at all. Tom Holland has lasted more than three movies. Yeah. Well, sorry, three Spider-Man movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I so I guess, yeah, technically speaking, he's been in, he's been Spider-Man for more movies than anybody, but mm-hmm. um but he's only been he's only had three solo movies, which is on par with Tobey Maguire more than Andrew Garfield. Uh, and he's a young guy. It's not like he's Tobey Maguire who was pushing 40 when they were right. trying to when they were trying to sell him as a 20 something. I agree with all those right. statements, but Tobey Maguire is going to be in this movie as Spider-Man. So as an alternate <laughs> universe, as a yeah, as a as a Tobey B. Maguire. Yeah. Older version of Spider-Man. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I, I, mean, I think he's probably one of my favorite Peter Parkers ever, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I'm holding out hope for this movie and I'm hoping it goes well. I'm with you hundred percent. Like I, I'm excited because we're getting more Marvel. We're getting more, you know, Spider-Man. I love Dr. Strange. Great. Great way to do it. I'm just, part of me is like, what if they tie it all up right here and Spider-Man's gone? (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. Venom 3, Venom versus Spider-Man, and we'll never mention the Avengers again. (laughs) Okay, so let me ask you this. So, all right, right before we get uh, Alpha Molina coming up as Doc Ock, uh, there's that line of, uh, like, like, be careful what you wish for, Peter. Right. Be careful what you wish for, Pete. And uh, I I think he just I think he just I think I don't think they say Pete. I think it just says be careful what you wish for. Uh, and because I think if he had said the word Peter or Pete, it would have been a dead giveaway, right? Um, but because they just said be careful what you wish for, it's kind of ambiguous to me. It still sounded like Benedict Cumberbatch, but it's probably Mephisto. Oh. But people were like, uh, like I heard people saying it was Willem Dafoe, which I don't yeah, I thought, it at all. I was wondering if it wasn't Willem Dafoe. I was also wondering if it wasn't a fucking Venom. Oh, well, Spider-Man's ever faced in there. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I think we're probably going to limit it to a sinister six type situation, but I certainly uh, hope so because I don't need Sony getting their Spider-Man in my Marvel Spider-Man. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, except, except we're getting it right. Because I know. Alpha, I know. Like they're, they're already saying like, look, the previous Sony movies, which again have been undone due to uh, the the state of the industry, those previous Sony Spider-Man movies are now going to exist canonically, exist quote unquote, in the MCU. Which means they're they, get- they are part of the Marvel movie multiverse. They're, it's like they're part of the multiverse of madness. There's no putting that back in the bottle. Alfred Molina is in the trailer. He's in the right. trailer. He bl- he opened his big fat mouth and said, "Oh yes, I I I was. It was so great to be back in the trench." Co- and and Sony was like, or Marvel was like, "God damn it, yeah. <laughs> Alfred Molina!" And, he, and 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 also dispelling a rumor that it was just going to be a blip flash of like him and him and uh, Tony McGuire. He was. He also said in that interview he really enjoyed all of his time working with Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah. So we know see, we know there's full on scenes between the two of them. Now, now, okay, we can speculate on this all day till the t- cows come home. It, we did it with WandaVision. We did it with Captain America. 
and it's never going to come to anything. So we're going to move on. Of course. Um, But I agree that like, I I watched the trailer and I was like, I I, I did not have the same like giddy enthusiasm that I did with the first one and the, and to a lesser extent, the second one uh, in terms of the trailer. Um, Because I I know in my cynical heart that it is all, it is going to be a ton of uh, service, uh, a, a ton of hard work in service of, kicking the uh face for the mcu forward right right uh and you know that's fine and i get it but you know i do hope like you said that we actually do get uh tom Tom holland i I hope we i hope tom holland has a chance to be spider-man uh our friend jim is in the chat teasing us because our mutual friend jeff actually worked on uh spider-man no way home and And i I am not dying inside and didn't tell him anything so i know i know that i know that um but uh what i was gonna say my like final jokey thought was uh after the trailer dropped there was a tick somebody on tiktok had a clip uh, a behind the scenes video of them rehearsing for spider-man 2 and so it's alfred molina and sam raimi you know chit-chatting for a second and then like all right let's get to it and suddenly you hear this voice yelling about like precious tritium and how there's only 25 pounds of it left on the planet or whatever and the camera pan alfred molina loses it and the camera pans over and it's willem dafoe standing in the doc ock rig he was visiting the set that day oh that's fun and so he was giving the alfred molina uh uh doc ock monologue before the explosion that's fun and now i'm like if we're doing the multiverse just give me a just a brief little hint of that there's a world out there where Willem Dafoe is Dr. Octopus. <laughs> JD, yeah. we're, we're going to keep moving here, man, because we got a bunch of people that want to get in, but it is good to talk to you, buddy. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye, bud. Brian Domingos, get in here. Yeah. And w- I mean, you're right. We can speculate all day and we're not going to know, but I'm not speculating. I'm worried. <laughs> like I'm legit worried. I it, just want everything to be okay. <laughs> it sounds to me like, and this is what we talked about at the end of Loki, uh, about like it's almost like plot fatigue yeah. you know like yes. yeah 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 this is it, it is disappointing that this movie is a multiverse like we got to move this plot along like right. i don't i don't like that like i like i and i hadn't really thought about it but jd is right like having a where is he just doing like you know the guy who like he, this is the whole this is why people love spider-man right like he's the street level Anyone can be Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Right? Any kid instead, could be in that costume. But he is traveling the multiverse and fighting variants, and like he's in, he spent two movies in space. It's like yeah, this is true. not Spider-Man, right? right? Like this is like it is sometimes, you know, Secret Wars and all that. But like that's not the core of the character. And I think that's really interesting that we're at this point of we got to move this Phase Four thing along. We got to get there, and they're kind of abandoning, and not completely because he's you know the, the character still vocally you know he sounds like the character but like you're, you're they're chipping away that stuff and yeah. i think that that is they're in the grind like this is the the marvel disney machine of like we got to get to the next thing and we got to get to the like 
Young Avengers or Fantastic yeah. Four, and it's like, be careful what you wish for. It like, does seem is, like you, you, as yeah. a character, you get one movie to establish your origin where you learn to do your thing and you do it for a little bit, and then next movie you are like, boom, you're in the shit. Welcome to the Marvel Universe. You're in the well, shit. Well, I mean, but to you be know? fair, that's kind of like we don't want to see the we don't want to see a character learning the ropes every time. You know, I, no. like I know we want to see Spider Man being Spider Man, but that was also a complaint every time they reboot Batman or Superman is right. that you have to redo the origins. Like we don't need you to redo the origin. If I, I mean, ever if I never see those fucking pearls drop to the alley alley floor again, I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah, we we definitely don't need it. I mean, it is, and I've mentioned this before that like my son who's ten does not he did not know about Uncle Ben. Yeah, and like because he didn't that wasn't in like whatever in the first one. Like they right. just didn't talk about it because we've seen it so many times. But like that's a crucial part of the character that didn't come up. Yeah, right. And yeah, um, and, and I was like, oh, his his uncle. He's like, I don't. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? I was like, you, they didn't, because I haven't really seen, I haven't paid attention to the movie sure. that much. But um, like, they don't actually, they, they never actually said with great power comes great responsibility either, yeah. uh, which I, again is fine. They never addressed they, bone they, saw. They, I mean, come on. They did. <laughs> yeah. But they, they, where is, yes. Where is bone saw? Where is he? Yeah. That, I think that there. movie, that movie was uh, dedicated to the memory of, of bone saw McGraw. You guys didn't catch that. Specifically um, bone saw. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. R.I.P. Um, but, uh, um, you know, in the first movie, Homecoming, like they took that idea of with great power and they kind of rewarded it in a totally different way, which I guess yeah. I, I appreciated the effort. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there are some things about Spider Man that these movies have not at all touched on. Yeah. And, yeah, I, they, and they, I don't just I mean, like they, them. I mean, and I get why they also feel like they shouldn't because it's been done and been done, just like the pearls, like you said. I get it. But they could sprinkle some in a little bit, just a little, you know, if, if they, yeah, I mean, if they do, I, and I completely understand about the pearls. It's, it's like, it does not need to be an 11 minute slow motion scene. Yeah. Right. You know, like, it, and that, you know, like, can we set this, set set to, to, can uh, we set this scene to hallelujah in any way? Right. right. Uh, Ave Maria. Can we get that yeah, in right. there somewhere? Um, so speaking of uh, Batman in the alley, um, are, I'm all caught up on Titans. I, I binged all of them this yeah. week or last week. Um, I like the the actor that plays Red Hood is terrific, yes. and it's it's this story is different than the you know the Judd Winnick Doug Mankey revival, but I think it makes sense, and mm -hmm. um, I think it's been pretty good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, like. Uh, when that care, when that actor first showed up as Robin in uh, season one or two, it, uh, I was like, Oh God, this kid sucks. And then I realized, Oh, he's supposed to, uh, yeah, because Jason to Todd like also him. sucks. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, and I think he's doing, I, I think that this version of red hood, uh, he's doing a great job with it. And the, the subtle twi the subtle tweaks they've made to that story of how he comes back, uh, is, is, uh, interest are interesting. I don't want to say too much because Matt is still getting caught up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I'm like two episodes in and I don't dislike it, but at the same time, I'm it's also still very, it's still very much that like, yeah, oh, Batman. yeah. Like, I, like, I don't need that shit, but whatever. That, as it, every time I finish an episode, I go, well, I guess there's more to watch. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm well, not like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, I am, I am enjoying it, but if it like, you know what? We've decided we're not going to air the second half of the season and the, or the show's canceled. Yeah. I would not. 
I'm not getting on Twitter campaigning yeah, to bring no, it back. Like, I, I, don't, right. I don't really care. Fuck it. I'm going to watch that Colin Farrell show on AMC where he's piloting the whale boat or whatever. You know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be sending uh, you know, green stuffed tigers to, to HBO. No, <laughs> yeah. so dumb. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, real quick, I just wanted to, I did want to say that uh, I think uh, I, Ian Glenn, uh, who I love as Sir Jorah on Game of Thrones, I yeah. loved him. He yeah. was great. Um, I think he's a terrible Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he was such a bad pick for Bruce Wayne. He's awful. Yeah. It just doesn't, he's, it doesn't work. It's, it's weird. Like I, it's, and it's, it's, it's like, it's already in a different universe. So like you got to yeah. change that. And it's like, this is not your Bruce Wayne. And I get that. And I think he's, I think he's okay. Like he's definitely, I mean, he's towards the bottom of, of um, the actors. I think overall they've gotten better. Um, yeah. Like the Starfire actress is like good. She's where she yes. kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. she was not like season one was bad. Oh, and she's God. gotten a lot better. And I see it and I'm like, Oh, they're writing her like storm. Yeah, exactly. Like she's, she's like the moral compass. Right. And she's in the mother, right? Like she's, she's in there when, you know, she's kind of doing things to, to helping people and doing all these things. And like, she is just like, it's like, Oh, that that's exactly, she would have been great. This, this storm, like that kind of character. Yeah. Um, but that's also I not am, Starfire, you know? I, I mean, I just feel like, and I'm not saying I'm like a huge Starfire fan or anything, or and maybe there's not a great big well of Starfire to draw on, but the character yeah, as she 40 is, years worth. I mean, I suppose, but the character as she is in this Titan story is just like it's different. Yeah, a character. You I know? mean, that's kind of that's, <laughs> like that's, you that's changed kinda, her name, and I would not know that that was supposed to be Starfire. It's interesting <laughs> you know? uh, because for as uh, for as uh, as different the takes are on some of the characters, like uh, like Starfire, um, there are some that are so spot on. Uh, that I'm yeah. impressed. Like Hawk and Dove, yeah. I think are they do a Great. phenomenal job uh, adapting Hawk and Dove. And Beast Boy, Changeling, he's good. I mean, they. Like, uh, I'm fine. I'm glad that they finally said that he thinks he can become more than one animal. Yeah, which yeah. is good. I'll say that much because that was getting. Because uh, then, you just, you one, then like you're just manimal. That's point. all you are. You're just manimal. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So, Joe, I, I've seen two of the three Stargirl episodes. Okay, uh, so you've seen enough to uh, so that I can say uh, I think that they're going to do nice Grundy. Uh, right. Yeah. I think that is definitely nice Grundy in the woods that Rick is feeding, uh, and it makes me very happy if that's true. With Jenny um, Lynn and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that they they're doing some fun stuff with uh, with Jade. Uh, they don't call her Jade, but uh, yeah. Uh, and I also. Uh, I think that the shade is great. He's I so love, good. I love Dickie Swift. Let's get yes. him in there. I love him. Love him. And, and that actor is doing a great job. And in episode three, it's like all shade all the time. And it's awesome. He, uh, there, there are moments where he he's talking to um, Courtney's mom and just like the angle that they're shooting him. It's mm-hmm. like, this is like a Tony Harris drawing. Like it is yeah, perfect. Yeah. Like the angle is perfect. And um, I, yeah, I think, um, it's good. The only thing I will say is that it is a little more, it's a little scarier than season one. Um, yeah, like a little bit. The, oh yeah. The Eclipso, Eclipso stuff. stuff. Yeah. So that's like good. I, of, that's good though. Cause I, and I liked season one, but it got by the end, the cute was just overdrive. Uh, but, okay. You know? So now uh, <laughs> on, on uh, to, to counterpoint that I, I think that's what this show 
is, you know, I, I think that's what I think that's plays to this character's strengths. It's like, and I get that you're an edgy, you're, you know, you're no, an edgy old man. That character I'm fine with. The but whole that's, but also world every, it's her, no, but I, like every, every comic, like her comic was, was like that. It was, you know, kind of charming takes. And I'm not saying that that's, that works for everything, but I, like, I think it works for, the world of star girl. Um, now I, I do like, okay. I, I don't want to spoil anything for episode three because I didn't know it was happening. Um, but, uh, something, uh, they are playing the, uh, comic book side of things, uh, as straight as I think you possibly could in an adaptation, like barring a, barring a page accurate, like Spider-Man costume in action in the movies. Like this is like, it is so comic booky. Uh, it's kind of surprising. So now I've got to uh, watch, to especially in terms to... of the JSA characters. All right, all right, all right. It's yeah. It's it. It is a little. It's hard because she's it. She's still a teenage girl, so it's like you can't, it can't. This isn't her in like the Conjuring, you know. Like it's not a nightmare thing. Like no, she's, of course, of course. She, so she's kind of, but this one is because it's there's a clip. So, um, like the first scene of the first episode is like. I was watching it and I'm like, Oh, this is going to get bad. And like, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. only like three or four minutes, but like this really, you know, it's like this little boy is being really creepy, which there's like this little girl and he's like coaxing her to do things. And it's like, and like my, you know, my four year old daughter's on the floor, like, you know, watching an iPad. And I'm like, I hope she doesn't look up and she looks up at the wrong moment. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was, so that, now, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fast forward. Like, so we moved it's, on it's, from you know. JSA babies to scary JSA villain babies. Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the, the Eclipso, the Eclipso stuff is actually like really intense. All right. Yeah. And then the, the end of episode two, um, it's like, you know, very bad. And my son was like, can we not, it's like, we don't have to watch that. I get it. You don't know. It's, you're not in the mood for it. All right, I, we I'll, can skip that part. I'm definitely so, gonna. I'll pick it back up. I didn't hate perfect. it. I just didn't feel like. All right, I need a whole lot more of that. You know, I just like it's cute and it's fine, and I know exactly where it's going. Like, <laughs> so, oh, it's not Doom Patrol, which is no uh, mandatory viewing. Right. Yeah, yes, no, that's that's right, yeah, that's yeah. mandatory. Um, I just want to say real quick the the I don't have a good example of um, companies and, and IPs and fans because um, fans ruin everything. It's um, true. And it's so it's hard to, to be positive because even if they were nice to like 90% of their fans or 99%, there'd be a vocal maniac. Um, 1% that is, sure. you know, sending yeah, rats right. in the mail. But, are, yeah, um, my my favorite is probably one of the original um, versions is heat um, in versus DC <laughs> comics. And they are amazing. <laughs> yes. And um, they didn't like that Kyle Rayner replaced Hal Jordan. And so they made some super lame uh, basement living uh, fan crew. And, um, tried to uh, bully Ron Mars and he is unbullyable. Yeah. So, no, Ron um, Mars doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't fuck with Ron Mars. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, Ron Mars is like, look, you guys know that I was hired to do this job, right? Right. Uh, like, it's not like Ron <laughs> like, Mars Ron, like, came up with the idea walked to replace into the DC studios with a shotgun and is like, green yeah. lantern dies today. <laughs> and they're like, okay, please don't hurt anyone. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, heat, like they had membership cards and I, they probably had a <laughs> yeah. news letter and this was like the early days of the public internet right so they right. probably had some really shitty geo cities website yeah. before we knew what an incel uh, was you know but yeah, they were yeah. but they existed uh, does anybody remember what heat stands for it's an acronym 
No. Um, is it? It's Hal's Emerald Action Team, maybe. Yeah, it was that? either it was either Hal's Emerald Action Team or yeah. Hal's Emerald Attack Team. Oh God! Uh, which uh, I can't decide which is worse. Uh, probably Attack, <laughs> but um, I love that they're like we're a team. I hope they yeah, all yeah. died on the toilet. Honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. just like no, the, no, they, God. they just turned into their next form, which is comic skaters. So yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, exactly. and they're yes. still fighting with Ron Mars, and he's like you know i'm unstoppable right like i've been i I was the like the first comic person to get a death threat in the mail do your worst yeah come at me bro (laughs) you guys are yeah he's just like you know waving his hand and they're just disintegrated it's like not like not only did ron mars uh not only did ron mars uh co-create kyle rayner but he also um he's also responsible for what would become what we know as fridging in that he right. literally had major force stuff Kyle Rayner's dead girlfriend into a refrigerator. Oh yeah. That was a He folded her up he folded her up like an accordion and stuffed her in a fridge. But me, you know, Major Force was trying to prove a point. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. one and way to drive the, that point home. Is the you know is part of the problem it was, was, yes, was Gail Simone rightly called it him out for it. But um yeah, yeah. So like Ron Mars, like you can't come at Ron Mars, no, and be like, ha ha ha, Ron Mars, you suck. It's like, yeah, Brian, we gotta, got? we're gonna keep rolling here because we got some other peeps to get in. But thank you for your call, buddy. Always good to talk to you. No problem, guys. Heat Bye, forever. Brian. Heat forever. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. I think their catchphrase was, "Somebody turn the heat up." Okay, we're done with this, Frank. Get Let's in turn here. the heat up, boys. Please, get in here and change the damn subject, please. <laughs> it's getting hey heat in here. And <laughs> like, uh, John, I, that makes no sense. You can't no, say nobody. You can't say it's getting heat in here, John. But that doesn't make any sense. Shut yeah, up, Joe. Frank, no, talk. No <laughs> all right, I'm all right. I'm here to talk. So, what if I'm going to talk about what if so far? We got three episodes. We are, we. I know you guys talked about one and two. We talked about one. We're three. Um, in. Yeah, yeah. One was great. Two was um unbelievably great. Yes. This last episode was good. It was fine. It was a it, it was, was good and i tell you frank like, i didn't love the end yeah um no well how could you love the end that was like a real letdown yeah because there was no end yeah it was no end it, yeah. it was like a, the beginning of like that alternate universe avengers so oh, what and, and and that's and that part i was fine with right because right. that's what if for you is like sure everything yeah. Yeah, that, that you thought you miss is gonna happen in a different right. way so thor um, opened a bakery but what you right, didn't yeah, no. know is that you know, <laughs> it's like it's like the it's the full stack went on to you know it's like the end of animal house where it's like and loki lofison uh became senator of new york right blah, blah, blah. right um but like that's not the part I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about how they vanquished the threat and uh, Loki is talking to Nick Fury and uh, he's like, I think I'll stick around. And then smash cut. Loki's conquered America. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Right. I, but, but come on. But, he looked, it looks like he brought in the entire army of Asgard. Sure. And really just, but uh, yeah, it's a, what if it makes sense? That here's, is very, what if that's it is. so, I can but think of so many final pages where you're just like, what? I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know like I've gotten to the end of that story and been like, wait a minute. Right. Um, but here's the thing that I think is going on is I know what if is episodic. It's always been episodic. But I think there's a larger um, like story they're going to try to tell as the season goes on. I think you're going to so start too. to see some of the universes sort of like melding into each other or crossing over with each other. I yeah. think you're like, right. I, I really think you're going to see that. And I think you're going to see a lot of 
this is like sort of set up. They're all setting up to bring you there. Um, so we'll see, you know, it's like, it's going to be, I'm, I'm excited for what happens. Like I said, this episode, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, not a letdown, but no, it was good. It, it was, it, it was good. It was just good. It wasn't the first two episodes. Those first two episodes were like spot on amazing. Yeah. And maybe okay. like you said, Frank, maybe there is something going on with the pacing yeah. where since we're setting each one of these up, they are going to bleed over each other and do something because right. if I'm like the producer of this show. And I'm looking at the order and I go, okay, so let me get this straight. We're going to do the Black Panther thing second, and then we're going to do this. Like, no, 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 no. We're doing the Black Panther thing last. (laughs) Because that's like the sweetest, best story that like we've got, you know. Come on. You did not cry at the end of that. (laughs) Right. When you heard Chasmine Bozeman talking. And we already already know that like Captain Carter's coming back. So they're doing some, they're doing doing some sort of crossover. Right. So. Right. And, and I can't, I can't wait. Um, Does that bum anyone out at all? I mean, a, a little bit. Cause like what's part that? of the magic for what if for me is like, look, it's just what if it's just BS. Yeah. That's um, what we do. No, I don't, I don't think so. This isn't what if the comic, this is what right. if the it's, introduction to the Marvel cinematic multiverse. Yeah. It is the right. what if MCU. Yeah. And, and like, definitely. Otherwise we would be, they'd be doing the fantastic four. They'd be doing yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. They'd be doing, you know, the Punisher and all. And who well, says I mean, we I don't won't know, see Wolverine or the fantastic Conan four. would I'm show up it. and I, become I'm, the Punisher. I'm saying, you're saying it. You're saying, I'm it. saying that in the first season of what if we are not going to see any character that has not previously been. Yeah, established we're not. In you're probably right. We're not Marvel right. studios production. Otherwise yeah. I want, what if Conan became the Punisher and I want to know that would be, I want, I want all the what ifs. I want what if Rick right. Jones became the Hulk? Uh, I yeah. want, you know, what if what if the Marvel bullpen became the Fantastic Four? That's right. That's it's what a I want. Fan may have the power cosmic. Let's do this. You know, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that Spider Man. I'm going to be real quick because I got I got to run. Uh, that that Spider Man trailer. Uh, I I love it. I've watched it. I can't stop watching it. I can't wait for the movie. I don't think Doctor Strange is Mephisto because no. I've heard that six times he's already. Not. He's not. And no, he's not Mephisto. Yeah, no, they, but there's something joke. going on there. There oh, definitely. absolutely is. Definitely. Because like Doctor um, Strange, let's just unpack that for one second. We yeah. just spent like at the, he just had if like you a mentioned major his haircut, cosmic war. He just got out of a major cosmic war where everything had to work a certain way. And there was only like one in 14 million chances that they beat Thanos. And we got to do this thing. We got to be really careful. And all has to happen that way. Whew, that worked. And I was going to be like, you know what? Let's take a shit on space on time and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but also, why, why is odd. his house covered in snow? That we, They're uh, fucking with us. What's going on uh, there? No, they're I, messing I think, with us. I, I think that that's just a fun... You fr- yeah. like, to me, I think it's just like a fun, like, hey, he's a wizard. Yeah, he lives in a magic... He lives in a magical mansion in the middle. Yeah, but, shit you know, happens. The, the jokes that I'm seeing are like, uh, they never got around to patching the hole in the ceiling that the Hulk made when he fell through. Right. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> during right. I, War. I think, I think someone dropped the cask of ancient winters and it just all over his totally. Room. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is like Harry yeah. Potter. Like, I, 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 like, like, I, I walked around some place, sure like magic some, was like, coming out of a door, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it is a complete non issue. And yeah. I think it's just like, he lives in Hogwarts. He lives in the right. Hogwarts. But, gatehouse what a great troll to put him in a coat and put him in a cold room and have everybody go you know who else would be cold and have to wear a coat the devil mephisto oh Oh my god you know right i was gonna say loki i was gonna say loki actually (laughs) but yeah it's i'm saying i'm i'm saying it right now it's loki let's see where that goes 
<laughs> let's sure. see how many people start let's put that in. Let's we'll manifest it. Put I'm it saying it's Wanda. I'm saying it's Wanda. I think Wanda's messing around with something. You think Wanda could yep. be. I mean, it could be. Any we know she's in this I'm, movie. I'm, we know she's in the movie. We haven't she? seen her okay. yet. Cool. Can't wait. Yep. Can't wait, guys. We'll All right, see. listen. I'm gonna get, get going. Get um, out of here, Frank. We love you. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, Frank. Damon friggin' Chan. This guy, he's become a regular. I feel bad for him. He used to have a life. He used to have a family, and now it's just cover to cover. Yeah. But, Since you guys called me up, my wife is like, what are you doing? I'm like, listen, I have to call in. So <laughs> here I am. It's, it's, it's the way of things. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyway. All right. I have a very quick uh, response to the question of the week, and it's not even comic book related. Okay. Um, the, the property or the fandom that probably gets uh, shit on the most it's the WWE. Yeah. If you are a fan of yep. the World Wrestling Entertainment Federation, Without they hate you. Question. <laughs> they hate you. You know how much yeah. they hate you? They hate you so much that they will fire Braun Strowman. They yep. will fire Bray Wyatt. They will mm-hmm. fire uh, Selena Vega. Amazing wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Alexander Black. The list goes on and on and on. And then you know what they'll do? They'll hire Logan Paul to come yep. on Raw. He's your main Logan event. Paul. <laughs> I yep. hope he slips and breaks his neck. Like that's the, I mean, the best thing that could happen in this. The amount of stuff he's been doing is just God. a matter of odds. Stage, but, and and, but and yes. people are like, he shouldn't be on TV because that stuff he didn't. Yes, that's bad. I, I agree. The <sighs> the suicide force thing he did. The Japan. That's thing bad. Was, he's an idiot and whatever. My biggest problem is he's not a goddamn wrestler. No, no. <laughs> like, this is the thing about Vince McMahon. No, this is the thing about Vince McMahon and also what he's trying to push forward. He doesn't want wrestlers no. <laughs> anymore. No, he does not. He he just wants to see if you have muscles, if you're an attractive woman, yep. and you are there. He that's wants it. It doesn't clickbait. matter. All he yeah. wants is clickbait. That's yep. why we have Logan Paul and Eva Marie, and it is exactly. embarrassing. And yeah. the, but you know what? It makes AEW impact. Yep. Mm-hmm. TNT, it makes all these other NJPW, it makes Correct. them look amazing. And, so and the they are thing, doing them a service, and I'll thank them for that. I agree. The last thing I'll say about that is that I'm actually kind of happy that they just are straight out are just saying at this point, uh, we're just not looking for wrestlers anymore. We're yeah. just hiring, you know, people that right. want to kind of do this and have muscles. That's it. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got anyway. a movie premiering this week? Great. Come yep. be on Raw. We love it. Exactly. Sure. Anyway, and uh the other thing I want to talk about was the Spider-Man trailer, just real quick, and also tacking on to what this whole thing thing with like Doctor Strange being potentially possessed, being somebody else. So um, I, I'm on the board with this Wanda. Um, yeah. I was yeah. watching something on uh, Geek Culture Explained and he pointed out something it was it's probably exactly how it led into. After the end of WandaVision uh, season two, basically she's looking for her kids. She probably goes to Doctor Strange, thanked him, sent to her and says, hey, you know, I, I, I I know they're there. Right. I know you might be able to help me. And he's like, look, I'm not touching the multiverse. Yeah. And he's like, listen, you're, not, you're either going to help me or, you know, just get out the way. And then basically he yeah. tries to stop her, probably whammies him somehow. And this whole thing with the spell screwing up right now is him just trying to like in a weird state of mind, kind of like, okay, I should be able to do this, but this isn't quite working the way right. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, I, it, I bought, like, if it's, if it's somebody posing as Dr. Strange or controlling Dr. Strange, my money is on Wanda mm-hmm. over anybody else. Yeah. It's too um, easy to be a variant. Because, that's too obvious. And yep. it's not yes. Mephisto. Period. No, 100% uh, well, no. yes, yeah, so we know it's not Mephisto. <laughs> At this point, it's never going to be Mephisto. No, it's a, Mephisto is a joke. The, we will yes. never see Mephisto <laughs> until way down the line, if ever. P.S. Don't need to. I don't care. No, really. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't care. We have enough in, 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 the, in the hopper right yeah, now. Yeah, Mephisto's too <laughs> right. friggin' easy. Right. I don't need it. 
Um, but uh, at, at the end of WandaVision, we see her, you know, expl- uh, what appears to be uh, her kind of exploring the multiverse uh, through the Darkhold because we hear the voices of her children who no longer exist, right? Yep. Uh, in this reality. And so that's red flag. Number one, uh, red flag. Number two is, uh, the entire last, uh, episode and a half of WandaVision, uh, is Catherine Hahn explaining how being the Scarlet witch is capital B bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, also we already know red flag. Number three, we know not only from what Catherine Hahn could do, but from what Wanda did to an entire town, she has the power to bamboozle people. Without even their knowledge, without yeah. them even knowing it. Great use of bamboozle, by the way. I like that. Thank you. Uh, I'm bringing, <laughs> I, I want to bring that back. I want to bring that back. <laughs> I agree. Um, and so, uh, sorry, Hornswoggle also is one I like. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> Another wrestling but, uh, thing that Joe doesn't even know about. And it's all good. Hornswoggle is not a term that originated with wrestling. No, no, no. Right? It was a wrestling character. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I knew that. <laughs> a very wasn't offensive he a one. Side, wasn't he like a sidekick? He was a leprechaun. Sort of, kind of. He was a leprechaun. Yeah, he's a leprechaun, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, so offensive. Yeah, I, I think that, I think all signs point to Wanda uh, being the one responsible for any strange, haha, uh, behavior on <laughs> the doctor's part. I see you working there. And I didn't even do that on purpose. Yeah, you did. But <laughs> I went, no, I take credit for all my bad ones. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I think I, I think that they are setting Wanda up as a villain, not a hero. I totally agree. Uh, I can see even that. if it's an unintentional villain or a sympathetic villain. Uh, I mean, they already I, have. I, she took over a town. She did. Right. Like, there's no way right. you can sugarcoat that. Right. You, you can't. <laughs> and it's not like also she's like, well, I guess I'm I'm over all my grief and I just happen to have this omnipotent power. Right. Yeah. No, mm. now you've got double the grief because you lost uh, your husband and your kids. Yep. And now you have omnipotent power. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's a villain. She's going to be a villain um, or at least a misguided, you know, in an effort like a House of M style, like no mm-hmm. more mutants uh, type of thing where it's she's trying to prevent or undo some sort of tragic event. And yeah, she's like, oh yeah, Peter's in the same boat as me. Wink, wink, I'll help him out. And at the end of the movie, she turns, looks at the camera and she goes, way more mutants. And boom, the X-Men show Yeah, there you go. There it is. (laughs) So do it. The X-Men are here. That could be. Damon, it's good to tell. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. Only only the very last thing I was going to say was that by the time the multiverse of madness comes around, I think it's going to be pretty cemented by the end of No Way Home, what her role is going to be in yeah, that movie. That's all I was going to say. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. Yep. We've got our money on Wanda. You heard it here. There we yep. are. Good to talk to you, buddy. We'll talk to Thanks, you soon. Thanks, Damon. Later. Tell your wife we're sorry. We're not sorry. This is all we've got, too. Remember? We'll, You're right. We'll yeah, take what true. we can get. Jimbo, good example. This poor guy. He, we've all he's, we're all he's got. Jim, how are you, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, uh, I'm glad you guys are beyond Mephisto. I'm glad to stop it. Yeah. Why is everyone obsessed with it? It's, stop it. It's so easy. At, it, at, the, at this point, it's uh, it's definitely and Marvel is trolling yeah. us. <laughs> they, they are. They're trolling them. I don't even think they are. Like nothing Marvel has done has been like it might be Mephisto. Guys, it's like and not like not lately. Right. Right. Like it's. I think any fan right now 
that is like going a uh, hot to Mephisto is obviously fucking around. Well, I mean, sure. There's no way you could possibly still believe in that. this trailer. They do the whole thing where like, so no one will remember. No one will remember. Wait, not even MJ. That's so brand new day. And who was behind but, brand uh, new day? Uh, but Mephisto. But, <laughs> uh, but as people are very also very accurately pointing out. Uh, so just a little backstory for Jim. Um, and for anyone else that's listening. Uh, One More Day is the infamous storyline where Spider-Man makes a deal with the devil to uh, save his aunt at the expense of his marriage. Uh, So basically it was like my marriage never existed. Right. Mm -hmm. As a result, as a result of that um, knowledge of public knowledge of Spider-Man's secret identity, which had been revealed during Civil War, uh, was also erased um, from the minds of everybody he ever knew his 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 best friend, uh, his closest confidants. the whole shebang. Right. Um, but uh, they had to come up with a story that explained what happened in this new version of the past, right? If they never got married, what happened? And so that was a storyline called One Moment in Time uh, that came later. And that is where they said, yeah, Doctor Strange helped Spider Man undo the revelation of his secret identity. Oh. And so. Yes, uh, you could say that they're trolling us with this one more day stuff, but really this is much closer to one moment in time where he specifically in the comics goes to Dr. Strange, right? Dr. Strange casts a very powerful, very dangerous spell and wipes the memory of Spider-Man's identity from the entire universe. Right. Gotcha. Okay. If they were really, if they really had the balls to do that correctly, then Spider, then even Peter Parker would forget that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, but they didn't. And then, yeah. you, then you do Ben Riley. You know, whatever. All right, question, uh, question of the week. We're going uh, One Piece uh, for a great example, not a bad example. I mean, you can write in, you get your covers, you get questions answered by him in volume. Oh wow! Very, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those uh, those uh, write-in covers. Yeah, those writing covers. I mean, there's literally hundreds of them. What does that mean? And it notes who you are and you're published. He showed us, he showed them to us. Remember where it, like fans will send in like weird quotes I, I, or I ideas more, and more. he'll turn them into covers. Yeah. Oh, for, one piece. for chapters of one piece. Oh, yeah. No for covers of one piece. Yeah. Okay. Like request blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. Well, here you go. And it's fun. That's like put put monkey in a tutu and have him doing this to that guy. And oh, yeah, you know, they're, they're, do it. they're beyond weird. Okay. So my worst example is Dune. So last year in the <laughs> pandemic, I yeah. was like, hey, got a movie. I got yeah. time. Let's read the Dune novels. Yeah. That was like awesome. Yeah, and then I know you're going. after book six, the yeah. main author, Frank Herbert, dies. Yeah. And then 10 years later, his son's like, I found these secret notes, guys. Yeah. I'm going to restart it. And oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. the rage from, like, going from really great storytelling to all this retconning BS to now we're – his son, they only recognize the encyclopedia that his dad wrote off on. Yeah. Because he changed you, so much. Oh my goodness. What a, why did I get into it? I did so you, you have to stop with the original books. You I just did. have to. I and I even did. then, by the sixth, you're like, you're getting into some wackadoo territory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. dude turns into a worm god and he's giant and you're like, he's yeah. immortal and stuff. Like, it, that's, yeah. that's my favorite book. Yeah, it, book four. That's my favorite we've all book. been there. It gets wild, man. <laughs> I'll yeah, say like, that. So, Frank wrote six books, but his son and this guy, other guy have now gone up to 14 books. His son, Brian, I believe it's Brian Herbert. Is that right? 
Yeah, it's Ryan Herbert and yeah. then Kevin J. Anderson yes. is the author that he does. Now, but, Kevin J. Anderson so, is also, uh, he's a really well-known fantasy guy, too. Like, he's right, got... So like, yeah, he's, like, he's a woman, but he's the one who helps him write the books. Right. He's got his own <laughs> line of something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Kevin J. Anderson has written a ton of things. He's written Star Wars novels. He's well, like, how many notes did your, like, how many notes did your dad leave you? Did, did you well, send right. okay. agent to the... Into, into his tomb. And to be fair, that like the 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 story about ah. the notes they found, whatever they they found, like information like Dad had for like the future, like where this goes right. from here, and they just expounded on that. It's not like they had manuscripts and whatnot. And I would argue yeah, that's why the Co- books copious suck. notes for a dozen <laughs> a dozen additional novels. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like like the retconning and the prequels they did, it's just so uh, it it takes away from like his main message for me. Right. Uh, and just like. It's just to me, it's just like, we're going to make it so I can keep making money. And now even better, oh, we've yeah, got yeah. Dennis Villeneuve, who is like, I have finally made the perfect Dune movie. No one is allowed to watch it. No one. It can't be on that movie theater. It can't be at your house. It has to be on this certain type of screen. And yeah. it can only, it's got to be this loud and only five people are allowed in, you know, or something. Like, Settle down, uh, Dennis. Oh my God, uh, dude. <laughs> like they actually tried to, they actually tried to walk back. Uh, the earlier announcement that it was going to be one of the movies that Warner Brothers released simultaneously on HBO Max. Yeah, right. Uh, they were, and they were like, "Nope, we changed our minds. You got to go to the theater to see Dune." Uh, and now they've since doubled back on that because obviously the world is still on fire and we can't have that. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's fire, like, yeah. you no. Know, listen, if you like, the surefire way to get me to not see a movie is tell me I can see a movie and then tell me I can't see a movie. Right. No, okay. Speaking of that's fine. I don't no, care enough. I won't do it. Let's shift gears and talk about Shang Chi for a minute. Start next week. Shang Chi comes out. I could not yeah. be more excited. I don't really want to go to a movie theater at this point. Yeah, no. I don't. Uh, but I'm, they all, they have also announced that it's only. Uh, I mean, it seems like a lot, but the, the way they phrase it, but it's a month and a half wait. That six it's, damn it's, weeks. So we're gonna sit for six weeks with our ears Forty-five day theatrical window, and then it'll go straight to Disney Plus. No premiere access, no paying thirty bucks. It's and just you will know yeah. everything about. No, that I know that that's point. true. They should they should do both. That's what know? sucks. They and should do both. They should make it available for premiere access. Uh, but I, I think that they're kind of. Um, I think they're a little gun shy about this Black Widow situation. And yeah, if and only a woman starred in this movie so they could slap her and be like, sit down, bitch. Yeah, this right. is coming out whether uh, you like it or not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's just yeah. uh I think they I think they're still trying to figure out the best way to approach pandemic movie releases. And I appreciate the difficult situation there. That's a yes, yeah, really hard. Right. But yeah, um, so, but it, but it also makes it impossible to get excited when you know that like some asshole is gonna be yeah. like day two right. on you the entire plot of shang Yeah, like it was Fing Fang Foom the whole time, you know? Like, God damn it. Ugh. Oh, well, shit. Adam Wednesday says it actually does go to premiere access on after 45 days, which means you have to wait 45 days and then pay 30 bucks. Yep. Oh, yeah, the mouse needs his money, man. There you go. Stupid. Gotta pay those lawsuits against for Scarlet. For, yep. uh, Carla, man. <laughs> and like I, I when when we first reported on the the scarlet versus mickey thing like i was very much like what well, it's just lawyers fighting just i don't even want to hear about it it's just lawyers fighting and now the more that like comes out the more scarlet johansson is 100 right she's 100 oh, percent right and I mean, disney I, I, is I famous for this to, I, bullshit and it's just like yeah. god yeah. damn it I, guys I, I still come down on the side of of of, of saying that like nobody could predict I agree. This situation. I agree. And Disney could not sit on Black Widow forever. No. And at least they put it out and at least it made some money. Um, 
But on the other hand, yes, they're Disney and they're not doing themselves any favors by not just saying, here's a, here's a whole truck. Right. Just Scarlet. write her a goddamn just, check. Just do it. Yes. And be done with it. Right. Like, um, well, that sets a precedent, though, Joe. And then, you know. Yeah. Get rid of it. But they did it for Emma Stone because she was going to sue. So, yeah. The yeah, exactly. They paid, like, for, yes. oh, here you go. They paid oh, Cruella. No. no. So, yeah, like every and now every new movie going forward, they should absolutely be considering a simultaneous home release. Yes. And what that means for the people involved, the Screen Actors Guild. And also the, the, stop the staff, acting the like whole this, deal. Stop acting like this was never a thing because all over Asia, they do this. There's home releases same day it's in the theater all over China, Korea, Japan. They, they've been doing it for years. So stop acting like this is brand new and territory and we don't know how it works and total bullshit. Okay. We know it works. It gets eyes on the stuff. It gets people to pay for it on HBO or Disney or wherever it comes out. Just release it. Yeah. Uh, Casey points out that Emma Stone got a sweet ass deal to return for a sequel because she didn't sue, which obviously was not an option for Scarlett Johansson since the Black Widow is. Well, dead. yeah, that's why, because Emma Stone leaked that like, oh, I might join a lawsuit. Oh, you are? Well, how about we give you more money for Cruella? Yeah. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, they've already made a sequel to Cruella. It's called 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Well, and is, it's been made three so Joe, chances your childhood are will continue to be remade and remade. Well, no, you'll get, I know, Jim. You'll I, just get I, alive. I absolutely yeah. am. Like I'm super invested in the 101 Dalmatians verse. Well, I mean, <laughs> Disney is now in the business of making movies about their theme park rides and live yes, action yeah, versions Jungle of Cruise. Yeah. And live it, action it, versions of cartoons that they already made. So we, you know, like, <laughs> I'm, I am, st I am stunned that after the phenomenal box office successes of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, that we didn't get f like we didn't get like a a, a Matterhorn movie or a, oh, you think it's those a aren't Small World after all? You movie? think those aren't in the works? They <laughs> all are. are. Pirates of the Caribbean came out twenty years ago. I it's get. like what's taking them so long? They've been releasing them. Joe Haunted Mansion was out before that. It just happened to flop. Yes. So <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. And that's I think I think that's the answer to the question right there is that they they turned out uh, turned around Haunted Mansion and that movie sucks. Yeah. Uh, or did or did nothing for them financially. By the way, which I guess only the one good Pirates of the Caribbean movie. One. Matt, the I'm rest not are arguing garbage. the quality. I'm arguing <laughs> the financial success. Those movies make a movies. yes. Those movies make a billion dollars every time they make one. Johnny Depp came out as some sort of wife abusing monster, and their movies are still raking in the cash. Yeah. Well. Uh, and so, like, it's I, I'm just surprised that Disney didn't immediately start churning out movies about their theme parks. They are. Uh, There's more no, coming now. I, Tons. Man, I know that they are. I'm talking about why did it take them 20 years to get it together is what, is what I'm saying. You keep mentioning that they're still coming. I know they're still coming. It hasn't been 20 years. They've been doing this ever since the end, like during no, and ever would since. Name another movie other than Haunted Mansion that came out about a theme park ride. Before Jungle Cruise came out, there well, they just did like four of them. I can't even remember. I'm drawing complete blank. Just Somebody help did, me. Just <laughs> did is the is the point I'm making, Matt. Just <laughs> did. I don't understand why you don't understand what I'm trying to say because it doesn't oh. make any sense. You're out of your mind. Okay? Oh. And you're embarrassing I my sister's still listening so that she knows what not to do on her <laughs> podcast. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's like yeah, uh, it, it's like when uh, it's like when. Uh, 
it's the opposite lesson you learn or no, it's the same lesson you learn uh, when John Carter or when Mars needs moms is a flop and they say, oh, we can't put the word Mars in the title of John Carter. Right. Warlord of Mars, because that sounds kick ass uh, because people hate Mars. <laughs> no, people hate moms. You guys, it's, they don't hate Mars. They hate moms. Just don't call it John Carter, Warlord of Moms. And you're fine. And that movie would have been a better success. eats babies and hates moms. Okay, here's your complete list of Disney movies that were rides. And I'm not going to name Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) and Haunted Mansion. We already know those, Or Jungle Cruise, because we already know that. Tower of Terror was one with Steve Gutenberg. Dinosaur. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mission to Mars. Country Bears, <laughs> Tomorrowland. I mean, Country like, Bears is a oh, Disney yeah, movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, Tomorrowland is. Yeah, a good these movie. are all movies based on rides that they've made since, the, like, after Pirates of the Caribbean. There was an actual Tower of Terror movie, or, a, or apparently, what? I guess here it is. You missed that one, Joe? Just went, just went right on the radar, right? Elevator you know, drop. A, yeah. I consider myself a Gutenbergian, and I missed that one. <laughs> Uh, he's uh you know you don't want to follow him anymore he's pretty terrible <laughs> yeah. dude i'm sure <laughs> all right jim good to all talk right, to you guys. thanks for starting Bye, that jim. fight we yeah. appreciate it miss branch get peter parker on the phone yes mr jameson okay let's get to these damn voicemails hi this is sarah one of the uh official three women who listen to this podcast i told um, you they were real finally trying to call in um so I'm going to try to lay out my two cents in two minutes or less. Um, I think I missed the talking point on this like over a month ago complaining about Nick Spencer, but because Spider-Man is my entry point into loving comics at a young age. Um, I just wanted to vent about that for a second and then talk about, you know, the trailer. Um, the Nick Spencer run is plagued by, you know, a dear love of Spider-Man, but too much love through the anxiety Spider-Man feels all the time. Yes. Yes. That's why I like Spider-Man. It's because I have anxiety and it's such a great access point for exploring what to do with the like sense of shame or obligation you feel as a person in the world. But you can't just have runs and runs of torture comics of Spider-Man being beaten up by every villain he's ever seen. And now it's happened like numerous times throughout his writing of the series. And I'm over it and thank God it's coming to an end. But in that vein, the new trailer for the Marvel Spider-Man movie is coming out. It's coming out. It looks really good. Super excited. I'm a little worried it's too preachy on you can't live two lives, Peter. Here's like too much drama to show you why you can't do that, you know, we've seen that done in the older Spider-Man movies, but hopefully they accomplish it. Maybe it's a little bit more nuanced than the trailer um, sort of showed it to do. Um, to answer the question of the week, just really offhand, it's definitely, um, maybe everybody's already said this by the time this voicemail reaches y'all, but um, Harry Potter is like treats fans horribly, you know, let alone just J.K. Rowling becoming a turf and, like, not caring about what her fans think the storylines should be. She just, like, does whatever she wants and is getting all the money from it and become a really toxic creator. Um, I'm curious to hear which fan bases have treated well and uh, excited to listen on Monday when I'm at work like I do every week. Um, Also, I'm just going to check how long the time I'm over my two minutes, so I'll just try to call in more often. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Okay. 
let's go reverse order. Let's start. Harry Potter was her answer. And that is a yeah, great, great answer. Great answer. Yeah. Harry Potter tortures its fans like routinely. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think JK Rowling tortures Harry Potter fans. Oh yeah. But I mean, actually, but uh, like in terms of like, like Warner brothers milks Harry Potter for everything it's worth. And yeah. even some things that it's not worth. Totally. Like, the, the, those fantastic beast movies, uh, like if if you're a fan, that's fine. I find them incredibly boring. I do too. They and overly long. And that is because that is a short story. Yeah. That they have turned into uh two going on three, three hour movies. Yeah. And I just it's it it's just interminably long and dull. Um, and that is despite liking the cast, uh, you know, Johnny Depp, uh Johnny Depp excluded, uh but I think they've actually re- they're replacing Johnny Depp with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, which is brilliant uh, as as Grindelwald. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, Warner Brothers is just like, yep, it's a Harry. It's a new Harry Potter thing based on nothing. Yeah. Or based on one line in a, in a novel that you've forgotten about. And it's like, yeah. And, and the added heartbreak of J.K. Rowling uh, being a, a, a complete transphobic bigot is. Well, not really just terrible. that, though. She will also go out of her way when people are like, oh, we have this like fun fan community built up around this character that we like that does that thing. And J.K. Rowling be like, I didn't write it like that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you know, like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's that's there bad. is no reason to act like that, JK Rowling. I'm right. um, Nick Spencer. I could not agree more with her take. Yeah. Nick Spencer undoubtedly loves Spider-Man more than any kid in the world. He he you could hear him crying when he was like writing how excited he was to come and go on the book and whatnot. I, I appreciate that, but she's 100% right. All they did was like play on his fears, play on his anxiety, beat him up. And like, yeah, I expect yeah. that in daredevil. That's what daredevil is for. That's where I go for that. As a matter of fact, because nobody deals with their Catholic guilt and their own, you know, how they've handled their life right. better than Matt Murdock. Spider-Man every once in a while. Sure. By all means, let's explore some Spider-Man psychology. But three years of exploring this, and I mean, like, uh, well, and it's not just that. Like, not only is it, not only is it, you know, it's 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 more than three years at this point. But uh, they also double ship, and yeah. so we're like we're in the seventies now. Yeah, in terms of the issue count, and that's not counting those dumb like number eighteen dot h u right or uh whatever. because it's a hunted time you know and i know that those are side stories that aren't normally written by the creative team but still it's like we're going on 80 issues of this yeah. and it's old i'm 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 tired of it um uh, and it makes me like some of it makes me think that maybe it was a re an overreaction on marvel's part because uh the dance lot spider-man was so different for so long yes i i agree I, I think that they were just like, we got to get him back in that Peter Parker shaped box or else. Yeah. Court and, over course. Correct, uh, definitely. Yeah. They over course corrected. And, uh, and you know, it, but I don't know who's to blame if it's Spencer or Marvel or both, but yeah, I agree 100%. Like See, I, I think Nick Spencer is a writer that has some talent. Yeah. I have not loved everything he's done. Definitely uh, a talented guy. No question. 
but I, I, I am ready for him to move on from amazing. I am too. And the thing that blows my mind is like, there's famous people on podcasts that I listen to that love comics that sing about how great his run is like absolutely adore it. And I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't yet. I mean, and look, all of that stuff said, I have to admit that I am kind of enjoying sinister war because it's so silly. Uh, (laughs) it's 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 like, I, it's too silly for me, but like, no, but that's kind of what I like about it. Right. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's the attack of three or four different versions of the sinister six. (laughs) This one's all animal themed characters. So they're called the savage six. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, I, like, I just, there's a charm to it. This one's all Uh, clowns. So they're the silly six, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish, um, I like, I wish that, I wish that was it, but no. Um, yeah, there's just something about it that it, I, I like in kind of a throwback way. And then I, I am reminded uh, at the end of every issue that it's all the sinister machinations of kindred. And I'm like, oh, okay. Fuck yeah. This. The, the guy with the centipedes in his sleeves. <laughs> like, right. It's like, Ooh. all right. Again, Sarah called us again. Now, normally I would say, Sarah, you get one, but it's your first time. So I'm going to let it slide next time. Beatings. Here we go. Hi, this is Sarah again. Um, I know I'm over my two minutes, but this aside can just be for you. After leaving my other message, I thought of more shit I needed to say. Um, was just going to say a, to answer the question of the week again, a, a fan base that's treated really well is probably the Witcher fans as a recent Witcher fan. Definitely. Seems like there's a lot of media and things for everyone to get enthusiastic about. And um, so far, hasn't done anything too controversial to upset anybody there. And it does do some interesting work with, like, talking about race and gender and challenging um, maybe, like, certain readers' perspectives. And um, quick commentary on the What If series. I really like it. I kind of am annoyed that it's all supposed to be canon. be nice to just have some fun stuff that doesn't all have to be tied to a larger, you know, storyline all the time. That's what I was saying. And um, I totally agree. A quick question: I'm trying to watch Titans. I know you keep saying it's really good, but it hasn't been yet. Really I feel like I'm just trying to like get through it. I don't know if it's because I don't like CW type shows and it's a little bit too CWE for me. But I'm going to keep trying and uh, trying to get you know more involved in enjoying DC comic stuff um i know i thought of another thing but hopefully this will and i've forgotten what it is hopefully this means i'll just start calling in more often yes because apparently i have more way often. too much to say <laughs> and need to stop just being a quiet listener thanks for being the best um have a good day thank you sarah and she's thank absolutely you, right and welcome aboard welcome officially. aboard sarah welcome aboard um witcher fan the witcher people they love working on the show they That's great. Love the video love games. They love the source material. They love the books. And if, like, let's just think about Henry Cavill when he was yeah. Superman and working with WB, and Henry Cavill when he's The Witcher working with Netflix, where like Henry Cavill is Superman, just like tried to hide and was like, I don't want to be in trouble. I am so sorry. People love it and hate it. And like, oh my God, this is such a mess. And then the Witcher, he's like on TikTok singing songs dressed in his Witcher costume. <laughs> sure, and, like, right. You know, <laughs> and like saying, yeah. he's like, I'll play the Witcher forever. He's like, I will do this for 15 seasons. I love working with Netflix. I love the directors. I love the story. I love the character, you know? They're just happier. <laughs> They're just yeah. I mean, uh, like, well, Henry Cavill is a huge nerd. 
yeah. in real life, uh, which I think is, I always love when I find out that an actor is a huge dork, especially if they are like a hunky dude, you it know, makes you uh, want to uh, kiss him even more. Doesn't it? Yeah. Just admit it. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Like uh, Joe, Joe, Mangian- Joe Mangiello or Manginello, uh, the guy who played Deathstroke in the uh in uh superman uh just the, Justice the, the guy that played deathstroke for four minutes <laughs> okay <laughs> look I, that's the one thing that i know that he's been in that everyone will recognize him from um he like that dude is a heartthrob he is a muscular bodybuilding like adonis of a man he married sofia vergara who's like one of the most beautiful women on the face of the planet earth and he is such a dungeons and dragons dork that he has his own line he has his own business where he sells dungeons and dragons paraphernalia it's called death death saves (laughs) uh which is a super inside dnd term you either know it or you don't and it's like every time i hear something like that about anybody like that i'm just so touched and so yeah, Henry Cavill, your aces in my book, buddy. Yeah. And I like I I don't know anything about The Witcher as a fandom, uh, or as a pardon me, as like an IP or 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 the people that put it out, but um like I know that uh the Witcher books are enormously popular. They're Obviously they're very these good. weird. They're, they're these weird good. old they're these weird fantasy uh books that originated in Europe that ended up getting a following here. I know that the video games are enormously well received yep. and that The Witcher 3, which is a game that is, I think, at this point, like five, six years old. At least. Um, they keep releasing it. Uh they've released a bazillion downloadable content packs for it. Yeah. And it is still on people's lists as one of the best games ever made. There's no plans to stop. It's an amazing game. It really is. Yes. And the comics, the Dark uh, Horse comics are very good also. Yeah. And the show is great. Yeah. The show is great. Now I will say this as somebody who has never read the books, I thought the time jumps in season one got a little confusing. That's a me problem, not a show problem. No, you're not wrong. Um, you're not wrong. They, they got a little violent with the time jumps and even like I, I just was someone who read the books to, and stuff. I, I was confused as the order of events. Is yeah. All. And I, I was um, thinking like, why are we doing it like this? I, because it was, yeah. there were some time jumps in the book, but not that violent, you know? Sure. Um, but I, the show is, is, beyond bingeable it's outstanding. Uh, sometimes yeah. i will i will still sing toss a coin to your witcher uh <laughs> to myself when i'm uh, just alone reading comics or playing video games, like toss a coin to your witcher. but i will say i think netflix has done a I, I don't know if it's netflix specifically but the people behind the show who are obviously leading the most popular charge of the witcher right now have done a very good job taking care of the fans making sure that this is not a toxic fan base, encouraging, you know, the good stuff and stamping down the bad stuff. Cause of course there's shitty Witcher fans out there. Of course there are, but we don't constantly see them highlighted as we do with some other fandoms. So good job. Yes. Guys. Correct. Good yes. job. Uh, and uh, so, Hey, Sarah, great out of the box answer. Yeah. Uh, welcome aboard. Please call more often. Please do. Uh, I think I, I believe I, I could be wrong, but I believe that that must have been uh, the elusive Sarah King that I at first thought was somebody you knew in real life. Okay. Could be because why else would there be a woman, uh, a random woman listening to the show that I didn't already know? All right, let's get this. Now that we've like cleaned up our act and had a good conversation, let's get sweaty and stinky again with our moron friend, John. 
Okay. <laughs> hey guys, this is John. I'm always a week behind. It's kind of like I'm in a really lame Come version on, John. of uh, uh, JD's lake house thing for your show. Uh, but on the spawn topic of dogs, I know you guys are dying to hear this. Uh, but I think you guys missed the mark. It'd obviously be Spoochy or Spawnweiler. Um, I think that would be the two options Todd would go with. Yeah, I just wanted to drop that in. So All talk right. to you guys later. Bye bye. I love it. Spoochy uh, is a little gross. <laughs> Spoochy sounds like a bodily function. Um, I like Spawnweiler. I think that there's got to be a way you 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 can work Violator into a dog breed, right? Like, uh, Ugh, Jesus, I don't think so. Like, uh, like Violator or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I'll have to workshop it. But uh, yes, uh, uh, Chihuahua. There you go. <laughs> Sporgy. Sporgy? Spawn dogs. All right, let's get oh, into it. No, our- I got it. I got it. I got it. Cocker Spaniel. Okay, you're fired. Let's no, get into our answer. That's the best one. I nailed it. That's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, John actually gave us a compliment for this week's question of the week and then refused to answer it. But as he said in his call, he's a week behind, so what I'll allow it. Jackball. All right, let's, speaking of answers, let's get to our answers. I will say Damon Chan absolutely stole mine WWE. I can't think of a company that punishes its fans for enjoying the product or not even enjoying punishes its fans for trying to enjoy the product more. I can't think of anyone. It, it it's just blows my damn mind, but I think a close second, and I don't think they mean to do it. I think they just don't know what they're doing. And that is the DC cinematic universe. I think they are trying so desperately to please everybody. They're just like, please, please, please be happy. Like here's your Snyderverse. Do you love it? Oh, we can't give you any more. We're sorry, but, but there's another Batman. Will you watch that? Like, and and we had a seventies Joker. What an Oscar. I mean, people loved it, right? (laughs) Like they're trying so hard. Yeah. I mean, I I think anyone happy. (laughs) I I think it's, I think, I think it's one thing to try to settle on a to settle on a storytelling style or a direction right. for your franchise and another thing for it to be like an active engagement with fans i, I think the snyderverse is an active engagement with fans it absolutely is in the in the sense that like they're the only reason the snyder cut got made is because of people being too loud about it on the internet right but then and, what they, and, and then they take that as like we did it we won and then they immediately right. go oh yes. we're not which, giving you any more which of is this. not uh, <laughs> which is not in my book a good example of fan interaction it is an example of toxic right uh, it, you know it, you're like catering to the worst um and look this is is all aside from like whether or not Zack Snyder deserved to be able to come in and finish his vision yeah, because he that's, we had to step down for personal reasons and I get all that we've taken that off the table I'm, a while ago so yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm saying like if there was not the Snyder bro contingent online the actual Snyder cut would have never gotten made absolutely uh, they certainly would not have thrown another they would not have uh, thrown the entire budget of a of a upper tier indie movie at it 70 million dollars is an enormous amount of money to to finish a movie oh it that turned was out to already be, released and it turned out to be way more than that it like ended up with like 110 or something oh stupid, well and so. all the marketing like yeah. they spent so much on marketing that piece of shit and look okay but they then, put out a black and white version yeah like, and so you hand them their win and you're like there you go fans see we were buddies and they're like yeah we did it we restored it and they're like what i'm sorry what did you say restored 
no, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which, and again, that's almost worse. You can have is, your is cake. Saying, it's like, but we're not letting you fine. eat it too. I'm sorry. No, it's yeah. like you get. We you gave we scraped the frosting off the cake, right. And gave you that. The cake is ours. You can't have that. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, it, the cake stays in this yeah, case, no. and we're not uh, going to eat yes, it. We're just putting course, it away. Like, uh, <laughs> DC catering to DC catering to the Snyderverse of uh, fanaticism. Uh, uh, like, I, it's fine if you like the Snyder movies. That's not it. It's if you are the people that put the fanatic uh, in the word fan, or take rather they they turn fan into fanatic. Right. Uh, that's. No, it's toxic and, and gross, and DC should have never um, caved to them. Okay, give me your answer. You know, this is hard for me because I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a parent company uh, that does it like similar to to Tony's answer with Microsoft and the free stuff. Uh, because I am taking advantage, I'm taking full advantage of that right now. There's a brand new game out uh, this week called Psychonauts Two. It's the it's the sequel to a beloved game yep. uh, that came out 16 years ago. Double Fine Productions. They finally got it made. People are uh, super I, excited about it. I know it's great. Um, I almost spent $60 on it before I noticed that, um, that Xbox put it on game pass. If you subscribe to game pass, it's yours. I ain't got day no one. I, do it. Game pass. Anyway. Um, but I couldn't think of an example similar to that for comics. Um, I think I, I would argue Marvel does a really good job with their fans. I think Marvel uh, is very good in not lying to us, not canceling shit suddenly, you know, like making stuff accessible, going out of their way to feed a one, very positive fan base, you know. Once a month, Newsarama puts out an article about books Marvel announced that never actually got made. Well, sure. So I mean, but that's they, they cancel stuff all the time. I'm not saying that shit uh, doesn't get canceled, but I'm saying, you know. I think they do a really uh, good job with their fans. I mean, I think you're giving Marvel credit for just actually doing their job. I don't think that this is them doing a good job for the fans. You know what I'm saying? Because they also do things that make the fans mad. Like, well, sure. That make, uh, again, the fanatics, like Sam Wilson as Captain America or the United States of Captain... Basically anything related to Captain America. Well, sure. But uh, that also, I would uh, argue, pushes anything that Anything things. that's going to bring out the more toxic uh, elements of fandom. Um, there's nothing you could do about that, though. I'm saying no, they're still pushing true, things in a good uh, but direction. But I'm saying, but like, for, for, every, but for every character that loves Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel, and I do, right? there are people that were really, really loved the Peter David Captain Marvel or the Monica Rambeau Captain Marvel. I loved them both. I loved, which well, I also did. I like Peter David's more than Monica Rambeau. I just don't really feel much for I like, I'm aware she was Captain Marvel. Like I like her as a character, but yeah. her time as Captain, like she was Captain Marvel in name only. She wasn't yeah. related to Captain no. Marvel. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like for every, for everything they do right. Or for every new character uh, they come up with for every new legacy, that is like a step in the a right positive direction. There's somebody who was a fan of the previous version and, well, and sure. that can be tough. So anyway, um, all of that said, I think the most extreme version of that for me in terms of uh, a negative example is uh, the Legion of Superheroes, uh, which is uh, in, in part the fault of DC and also not really... It's, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, so the Legion of Superheroes very famously are the one thing in DC Comics affected the most every time uh, DC decides that they need to reboot something. Yeah, we touched on this briefly last week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, the first time it happened after 
Crisis on Infinite Earths because the Legion of Superheroes were very closely tied to Superboy, as in the adventures of young Clark Kent as a superhero in Smallville. Uh, when they erased Superboy from continuity, the Legion had to pivot right. and come up for a and come up with a reason for how they still existed when there was no Superboy. They did it. And it lasted a while. It was fine in the late 80s. And then in the 90s, uh, Zero Hour happened and all bets were off. Right. They just re- they rebooted the Legion completely from scratch. And so every single thing that you loved about the Legion was completely different. But not different, but, at le- but was reborn. Right. right? Um, and now they've done it three or four times. And some of the, those times have been in reverse. It's like every, they've like, every time there's an earthquake on mainland DC and it shakes stuff up, it triggers this tidal wave that gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it leaves. And then it completely yeah. washes the Legion away. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, like, so, I mean, really DC is the, is the, the buck stops with DC when it comes to the Legion, obviously. Right. But, but what do you also, do? I mean, uh, there's, a, there are way like, look in the, in the late eighties, they did it. They came up with a way they came up with an explanation for how the Legion, as we knew them could still be inspired by the legend of Superboy. Uh, it's, it's pocket universes. It's a whole thing. I'm not going to explain it. Um, and, and they survived, they thrived even for many years following that. Um, but since the zero hour reboot, anytime there's any sort of continuity kerfuffle, DC says we should throw out everything we know about the Legion of superheroes and start from scratch. Yeah. And sometimes it's great. And, uh, sometimes it's not, sometimes they backpedal and you get like Jeff Johns bringing back the quote unquote original Legion for which I love for five but minutes, make, <laughs> but it also doesn't make any fucking sense because no. how can that be? Um, and then you get stuff like the Bendis Legion, which I agree was well-written and I enjoyed the stories. The art was great. Ryan Sook, but also it is for no reason other be other than because they could a wholesale reimagining of the concept. Yeah. Uh, like not just like origins are different. Car- code names are different. It's like, no, this character that used to be uh, a human is now a uh, Durlin. Or you like, it, 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 things were completely, completely different. Right. Uh, and it's like, and I don't just mean like race bending or John or, or uh, uh, gender bending. It's like species bending. Right. <laughs> it's like, all right, look, I know you, I know you what you're doing and it's fine, but come on guys. <laughs> I just want to like the Legion. You I, know? Think it's your I just want to, I think it's your fault just, for liking the Legion. I just want to be able to enjoy the Legion and have the Legion be at least, at least feel the same sure. for more than five minutes at a time. All right, let's get into our new question of the week. We have set All up right. and it's timely. It's very timely. We it, we'll read the question first, then we'll talk about why it's time. I will. Uh, all right. So this one, uh, this question of the week comes courtesy of Frank Cirillo, uh, from the THN forums. Yes, they still exist. No, it's not 1997. I know this topic has been covered in passing, but I'm not sure if there's been an actual question covering it. There are some artists, creators, or writers out there in comics and other media who have turned out to be quote, as loathsome as a toad end quote, asterisk one. But we didn't know how bad they were until it was too late in their character or until late in their career. Pardon me. So the question is, when you find out that someone is, quote, the rankest compound of villainous smell that ever offended nostril, end quote, asterisk two, 
do you just stop reading their newest work or do you purge everything they've ever done from your home? And if they're that brilliant of a creator, how much time do you feel should go by till the work is recognized on its own apart from their behavior? Uh, Lovecraft is a great example. Uh, so that always comes to mind yeah. when talking about something like Definitely. this. H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft was a rampant racist. Uh, asterisk one. Titus Andronicus, Act 4, Scene 3. Asterisk 2, The Merry Wives of Windsor, Act 3, Scene 5. Frank Thank Thrillo you, Frank, showing for off bringing that. some culture to the question of the week. Showing off his uh, English lit minor. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad so, that worked out. Uh, <laughs> in summation, uh, uh, when a creator is outed as a creep, how do you approach the situation personally? Now we're not going to spend time talking about the what ifs or the, uh, or the, like this guy is worse because of this. We're not talking about specific creators. We're saying in the event that this happens to a creator you love, right? Uh, not happens to, but what happens when, right? Uh, how do you approach it as a fan of their work? Right. Well, we look, we made the decision. We weren't going to review dynamite stuff because they were yeah. getting a little too in the sack we, with comics gate. And we were like, fine, we're not covering your shit anymore. There are still creators that I love that work for dynamite comics. And I'm not it's true. blaming them. I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong. We just made a decision to do that. You, so, like, I will never review an Ethan Van Skyver comic again. No. I, because well, well, it's... Good news is, no. he doesn't make good comics, so you're not well, missing anything. Well, but even in the cosmic long... If it comes up in the cosmic long box, I'm, I'm not touching yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, no, I Because I the guy is is the leader of Comicsgate, and Comicsgate is a hate group. Yeah. And so, yeah... It, uh, but also, you know, you've got sexual predators out there. Sure. You've got abusers. How do you deal uh, with it? Well, like that's when what we a creator know. you love is revealed to be something bad, how do you personally approach that in terms of your engagement with their work? There's not going to be any judgment. Everybody has to make their own decisions. We sure. just want to know how you would go about it. Cool. Well, I'll give you an I'll give you an example just so that you feel comfortable. Uh, be, uh, Warren Ellis. Everybody knows what happened with Warren Ellis recently. Right. We really, we kind of stopped talking about him on the show. We haven't been reviewing his books. Um, but I will admit that last night I started rereading Planetary because it's on the DC app. It's, and I love, I love it's Planetary. It's a great book. And like, and so while I, I am very sad about Warren Ellis and I'm not really. Why don't we hold on to this for your discussion and your answer? No, because <laughs> I wanted to give them an example. I wanted to, I wanted them to feel comfortable and give them an example saying, right. Hey, look, this is my own personal. I think yeah. they get it. I think they get it. So right. we'll do it next week, right uh, Right here on the show. We just dropped our Mystery of the Meanest Teacher, a Johnny Constantine graphic novel. Take a look. It's in a book club segment on our Patreon. Thank you to everybody that supports us on Patreon, by the way. Yes. We're not looking to like quit our jobs and retire or anything, but we do a lot of work. And when you guys throw a little bit of money at us, it does make us feel like somebody cares, you know, that it's Well, great. and also it, it supports the show. It helps us pay for equipment. It helps us get better. It's not about just stroking our egos. So. Right. Uh, it, like you make a your contributions make a direct impact on the quality of the show and the show wouldn't be as good as it is according to you without your help well i we, don't we, yeah we I hate it and we think it's terrible i don't do anything for without money involved that's just who i am you know so well yeah matt won't matt won't touch the editing so i don't, I don't do no made, church so. work baby all right you're gotta, paying for gotta Brown's show them that cheddar cheese <laughs> all right time for us to get out of here we'll see you next wednesday when we do our cosmic long box show we're talking about martial arts martial com arts comics. Talk about martial arts comics it's gonna be awesome We'll see you then, and we'll see you next Saturday right here for another edition of Cover to Cover right now. Please do not 
spoil Shang-Chi for us, please. Yeah, please don't. Be, you know, be be better than that. Just be better. Yeah. That's all we ask, guys. And that's Some of not us much. can't go to the theater. We've right? got a rad bunch of people who listen to this show, and they don't spoil shit, and they're super respectful, and I can't believe how fucking cool our fan base is. I'm dead serious. I can't I believe know. it. It's shocking to me. It's the truth. And next week, someone's going to call in and drop an N-bomb on the show you watch. So, until such time, <laughs> my name's Matt Only, only, the, only <laughs> the people watching the live feed will hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> my name's Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.